Welcome, travelers. I'm Josh. I'm Glenn. And I'm Lee Wanika. And this is Tabletop Journeys, where we will be your humble guides on the quest to RPG adventures. Here at Tabletop Journeys, we are all devoted role players and storytellers at heart, and we absolutely love sharing our passion with you. In our main podcast episodes, we discuss D&D 5e's core rules and ever-expanding content, while also showcasing other RPG systems and bringing you fresh, new projects from indie content creators. Let us help you get the most out of your story, no matter what game world you're playing in, because detailed settings, heroic characters, vibrant NPCs, and a focus on story over rules can make any campaign legendary. Welcome, everybody, to tonight's Class Warfare. Last Friday, we aired the first part of a two-part episode that we're doing about the Monk class. And so today, we bring you our Monk Class Warfare with a very special friend of the show, Scald from Awfully Queer Heroes. Ooh. Scald, welcome once again to Tabletop Journeys. It is always awesome to have you on here. Thank you for Thanks joining us. Thank you so again. much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super stoked to do some battling with you guys again. Yeah, this, this is, it was a ton of fun last time when we had you on, and we were very happy to go ahead and have you back this time i get to go ahead and run the scenario which boy am i looking forward to quite a bit i've been thinking about this an awful lot i think we're not terrified at all not at all (laughs) i'm not that scary i don't know why people think that but that's i've got some fun stuff i think i'm gonna throw at you and as per usual for our class warfare the encounter level is just over deadly literally if i removed any one of the big bads from the scenario that you guys are going to be facing it would drop from a deadly to a hard encounter so it is one creature over hard into the deadly range but y'all are going to be playing 14th level monks, if I remember correctly. Yes, Glenn? Is that one creature like an ancient dragon? An how, ancient... how far over did you go with one creature? You could still go pretty far. Sorry. That's true. That's true. I could. I, there are no ancient dragons on the map. But if I remember correctly, we are rolling at uh, 14th level monks, if I remember correctly. Yep. Excellent. Randomly so... determined. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which we love doing, like randomly determined through dice roll to go ahead and determine what level we're going to play these uh, these folks at. I say, guest of the show gets to go first. Scald, who are okay. you playing? I am going to be playing Fox. I am a red-headed wood elf monk with the open hand, with a spicy temperament, and yeah, excellent. I like it. I like it. All right, Mr. Myers. This evening, I will be playing a dragonborn. Uh, He's not local, though. He's got the far traveler background. He's from a distant land. And sometimes y'all's ways seem a little strange to him, but his name is Roxon. (laughs) I like it. Excellent. All right. Way of mercy, by the way. I get to slap some health back into you. Good. Nope, that's good. (laughs) Some healing. All right. So there's our up close and personal, and there's our healer. So, Mr. Mailer, I'm assuming sticking to model, you're playing our ranged combat? Is that? Yes, I've got a fair amount of range. I am playing Cody Namano. Cody Namano. Is his first name Cody, last name Namano? It's Cody Namano. Is that one word? 
It's Cody Na, and Cody Mono Na. is the last one. <laughs> Cody Na. All right. Thank you. The Goliath Kensei Monk. Okay. Kensei Monk. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> All righty. So let me, yeah, I guess without any further ado, let me, uh, let me pull up the map and we can start talking about the scenario here. Let's see here. You should see the map now. I will zoom in a little bit for you. So let's talk some talk some terrain and stuff first here. Let me give you. I actually wrote out like a little description of uh, of where you wind up, and so then we can talk about uh, about what's in front of you. You all have heard about the monastery of Ulan Lu before, and the rumors of the treasures within have drawn you up to its sacred mountain. After hiking up the cliff face for several hours with the deafening sound of a waterfall just beyond the rock face, you crest the summit as hewn stones take the place of ancient rock. There, in a long, thin room set up on an elevated platform, stretches an old tapestry with holes and scorch marks throughout it. Three monks in red and yellow robes intone in unison on the far side of the room. Beyond them are two gigantic bronze statues, grayed with age, holding between them a large circular gong. And in the palm of their hands, you can see the shapes of two wormlings, flicking their tails and seemingly unbothered by your presence. Until, as you approach, one of the monks jumps to his feet, points at you, and shouts, Intruders! So let's talk map here. So I've set you up on the far side, the northern side of the map here. Those are stairs that kind of descend down into this bowl region. But there are several columns and things spread around the room. I would say that those columns, if you are able to tuck yourself behind them for line of sight reasons, would provide full cover. Unless there's any other thoughts on how to play those. Nope. So you're talking about these are being yep. our columns? How high exactly. are they? Um, let's say, so let's, I would say that they are probably taller than the stairs, right? And the stairs are, uh, the staircases look to be about 10 to 15 feet up because yeah, it's one, two, three squares. So I would say that the columns are 25 feet. Okay. I mean, it looks like one of them is one of them knocked over though. No, nope, I guess not. not over, those are just boulders. rocks that are next to them. Yep. So maybe the rocks those, around. Yeah. Those boulders that have been strewn in there could also be used for cover. Yep, I would say so. Yep. And the other thing is that this this large open section in the middle, that is a tapestry that is stretched across it, so you cannot traverse it. Let me ask you a question then mm -hmm. real quick. If I can run across water, can I run across that tapestry? As long as I'm not on it when my turn ends. Because we can not monks can run across water or a vertical surface as long as they don't mm -hmm. have their movement on it without falling with light step or fleet of foot or something along those lines. I would say it's a long distance. It is a long distance. Yeah, it's what 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 feet across. So as long as all of your movement gets you across, sure. Nice. I might have to do it just once. Just got yeah, just to prove you could. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that it was a tapestry and not a solid floor for that reason. I was hoping you would say this. Yep. Yep. All right. Any other questions then again about the map? Last touch to the map to add a tapestry stretched over the pit, Josh. That's I, I appreciate that's pretty, that. Thank you. It's pretty hot. Thank you. So with the columns, when you're 25 feet up, are you able to stand on those or is there an actual roof at the 25 foot space? There's a roof. This is a mountain, this is a mountaintop monastery. So I would say that there's a roof. So, okay. And then the roof is probably that 25 feet tall. So that's supporting a roof structure. Yeah. Okay. No getting on top of them. Nope. 
No, this section with the bronze statues probably opens up because because those statues look much bigger than 25 feet. So that's probably a much more open section up there, probably a taller ceiling and stuff like that. So those where the wormlings are on top of the uh, the hands of the statues there, that's probably, I don't know, probably 20 feet up or so. So I'd say probably like a lower vaulted ceiling down in the kind of the bowl section there that opens up into a larger vault where the statues are. Okay. And how tall are the statues again? Like where the palms of the hand? Let's say the palms of the hands are probably twenty feet tall, so because they they look real big above the bowl or above the above the uh, the space area here, above above the space area, yeah, because it's it'd be they're raised up. This staircase looks like it goes up the one down so the bottom this, here. So the, this palm is twenty five feet above this area here. Yeah, exactly. Yep, gotcha. And that would be twenty feet above this area here. Yeah, I would say I think that makes sense. Yep. Okay. So sixty or twenty five feet column tall tall yep yeah got it i don't think we've ever approached a class warfare from the north before i think we've almost always been from the south or the east yep i agree and once we're just just, in the middle yeah yeah that's true yeah so i'm throwing all sorts of curveballs at you tonight see already so it's throwing my perspective all off like i'm like what do you mean we're coming from the north can we flip this map over oh all right i'm looking for the snake river in the wrong place All right. Why don't y'all roll your roll your initiative? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. And Glenn, what was your character's name? Roxin. Spell it for M R O X I N. Okay. sixteen. And I spell Fox the fancy way with the A W K E S. Yep. I got you, right? Yeah. Okay. And sorry, what was that, Lunica? 21. 21 for Lunica. All right. Excellent. And spell your character's first name for me, please. K Y O D A I N A. Odina. Pudino. Okay. All right. Cool. Here we go then. Now, Mr. Miller, if you do the honors. Round one. Exactly. All right. So, our 23, Fox, I believe that was you? No, I was the 16. You're the 16. So, Roxon. Roxon. And how many hit points do you have, sir? 3,000. <laughs> I am a god. 101. 101. He has not even reached his final four. <laughs> All right, carry on. Okay, so they just jailed intruders, but that doesn't necessarily mean hostilities. Advancing forward is normal, not rushing or sprinting, so his normal 55 feet of movement. Well, I was saying. We are intruders, but that does not mean necessarily that we mean you harm. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. It's like Master Uguay meets Yoda. I like it. I hadn't finished figuring out a voice yet. I didn't have time. So <laughs> Just got to wing it. Working it on the fly. My wife is a fan now. She likes this voice. Yeah. Excellent. And sorry, Maroxon, just to clarify, I would think that with the tapestry, running across the tapestry from east to west is cool. Mm-hmm. Running across the tapestry from north to south, because it doesn't connect at the north and the south. So Absolutely. it only connects yes. east and west. So, Absolutely. Yep. 
Right. No, but I'm not on the tapestry at the moment. You correct. I ready in action should hostility start by placing my hand on my bracer of flying daggers. Excellent. And should hostilities begin, I will cast two daggers at who at whatever enemy or hostile creature is closest to me because daggers are short range. Excellent. Your held action is noted. All right, Tina. There you go. Kodina. Thank you. I'll have that right by the end of the episode, I promise. Is determined to see what secrets lie within this monastery. Hostile or not, he will not be swayed and considers the fact that they said intruders to be a challenge. So he will immediately move to the maximum of his speed. Okay, I'm a little shy. There we go. And he will then look at his at the opposing folks. And throw. Can you throw a javelin? Yes. It's a long shot, but he will throw a javelin. Okay. I like it. And that's going to be uh, 60 foot. So disadvantage on the long throw. That's going to be a 15 towards the first monk. All right. Let's see here. 15 will hit. Excellent. And he will do five points of damage with that javelin for his item interaction. He will draw (laughs) another javelin. Okay. Five points of damage is noted. He does not care for that. And uh, Fox, you're next. How many hit points do you have? I have 72. 72. Cool. 72. I see these guys take off, and I go, Hey, guys, come on, wait up, save some for me. (laughs) And I'm going to run this way. I think I'm going to use all my movements. 60. Just pass Roxy. Yeah. All right. Hello there, frogs. And I am going to hold a single dagger for if they attack us to throw. And that's it. Fantastic. Okay. Excellent. So the the wormlings go next. And so their fly speed is only 60. How far away are you guys? 60. Yeah. So they're not going to be able to make it all the way there. I'm going to, so I'm going to give them half movement because they're going to, because they're going to fly down into your area, but I'm only going to give them 30 feet of movement. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. But they are now like level with you. And same thing over here. One, two, three, four, five. Six. There they are. Their jaws are. Their lips are peeling back a little bit, and they're getting getting this look of of lust, fire lust in their eyes. Yeah, because they're it's only a fifteen foot cone, and so they will not reach you. Okay, cool. And with that, the uh, the monks will go next. So the monk that that you struck at, Kudina. Let's see here. He. Takes his movements. Ten, 
20, 30, and throws, basically materializes a, like a magical pike in his hands that he throws at you. Yep, you are in short range. Yep, that will be a 13 to hit, which I suppose will miss. A 13 will definitely miss. Excellent. Okay, cool. All right. So then he will, he does get two attacks per round, so he will try it again. That will also miss. So he will will not have anything for you. The next one, which is the one sort of on the stairs behind behind the pit here. So I'm going to label this guy as Monk B. He is the one that stood up and yelled intruders when you entered, and he does not take any movement towards you all, but instead he again, like his cohort, materializes a a force pike in his hands and throws it at the gong. The gong fills this chamber with just a resonant tone that lasts for the rest of the round. The, uh, The other monk here is going to run his 30 feet, and he will take position, and you both should be in range. You are Fox and Maroxen. He will throw a pike at each of you. Maroxen, he will miss. Foxy will miss. I'm assuming Mate. I've got I got a ten and a nine to hit both of you, and I'm assuming that neither of those hit your AC. Correct. Correct. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah the highest roll that I made on a D twenty that turn was six. So hopefully this this does not. Now you guys both had held actions. You have been attacked by one of the monks here. I want you to roll your attacks. All right. So pulling a dagger. Two daggers at him. A twenty nine. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> and a twenty nine. Yeah. Uh, both of those will hit. <laughs> for eight and nine Shoo, he's bloodied nice I got a 22 on mine but that will also hit sweet and that is for six something tells me the gong is calling the big bad these guys are not the big bad I don't want I don't mm. What could you be afraid of? Go ahead, don't encourage him. (laughs) All right, we are at the top of the round again. And Maroxen, that goes to you. Apparently, you choose death. Five. I'm hearing Yoda now. I got you. (laughs) I didn't hear it before, but I heard it there. 25, 30. And Maroxen will... Make sure I understand oh. how to do this. <laughs> so give me a second. He's going to use flurry of blows. Ah, here we go. I'm gonna take your attack action and your turn plus one attack. Okay. So first I'm gonna take my attack action. And my first attack, I'm going to breathe a fifteen foot coat of acid on both of them. <laughs> okay. Nice. Yep. Uh, deck save fifteen. Cool. Against 10 damage. So 10 or 5, depending on that, whether or not they succeed. All right. well, let me start with the monk, because if he fails, he's dead. So <laughs> he's dead. So nice. All right. And then uh, let's look at the wormling. Cool. He also takes 10 points of acid to the face. And then, since the one in front of me is dead, and I've only moved 40 feet, 45. 50 and 
I driver punch that dragon right in the nose. Cool. <laughs> 28 to hit. That'll hit. Oof. For nine. I'm going to spend a key point. Uh-huh. Let me check off my breath weapon. To activate Flurry of Blows, which lets me make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. So, unarmed strike, 26 to hit. Uh-huh. 19 to hit. Uh-huh. For eight and nine. So, 17 points. Oof. As you hit him in Draconic, does Maroxen speak Draconic? Sure does. Sure. As you punch him in the face, he, in Draconic, calls your sister an ugly butt hammer. That might be offensive if I had a sister. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you done whooping up on on my wormling? Yeah, that was action, bonus action, (laughs) and movement. Brilliant. All right. Cool. Oh, wait. Uh, I lied. Oh, okay. Because I can use hand of pain once without spending a key point whenever I use flurry of blows or hand of harm. Normally you spend a key point, but you don't have to spend a key point when you do it with flurry of blows. And they take a another D8 plus three. Nine. Oof. And that's necrotic. Uh, oof. Okay. That the wormling in front of you is bloodied. Cool. All right. What uh, you, said, you said about my sister. <laughs> I called her an ugly butt hammer. <laughs> oh, geez. I am going to... Um, I'll run up to... Monk C is deceased, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. Turned into a fine red mist, in fact. Lovely. I've, I'll run up all the way around this wormling spin around and then i'm going to attack with i'm going to attack with my short sword so take out my little short sword and try and slice it that is not ideal that is a <laughs> 16 to hit and so against the wormling a 16 will miss finally they you did not hit him <laughs> finally in that case i will use my bonus action to unarmed strike and that is a 20 to hit that will hit okay Thank goodness. This one plus five. So that is math. That is 11 bludgeoning damage. Brilliant. Okay. Um, I think that is my full turn. Yeah. Okay. All right. From after you you beat up on the Wormling a little bit and he's busy swearing at Maroxen, from the depths of the pit, you hear a roar. But it's from way down in the pit. Mm. At least we know it's not ancient. Alright. Kidana. Great, so something's coming. I am going to move... Actually, as my item interaction, I'm going to pull a second javelin. So I have one javelin in each hand. Okay. I am going to throw my first javelin and going at the monk in front of me. I am now inside of Rain, so that's a regular shot. This is my Kensei, one of my Kensei weapons. And that becomes important for my future action. That's a 23 to hit. Uh, that will hit. That's eight piercing. Okay. 
I will then spend a point to do a deft strike, which allows me to spend one key point for an extra 1d8 damage when I hit a target with my Kensei weapon. Okay. And that's going to be seven additional piercing damage. Cool. Monk is bloodied. That. At that point, I'm going to actually take my second shot with my javelin before I move. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. And my second shot is going to be at the same target. My fellow monks, after the conclusion of Lee Winnika's turn, I have advice. Okay. That's going to be a 12, which will probably miss. 12 will miss. See, I've got you right where I want you. You're missing attacks. All right. And as my bonus attack, unarmed strike, and that's a 22. That will hit. That's a nine. Can I spend any number of key points on Flurry of Blows, or am I limited to just one key point for Flurry of Blows? Just one. You get to do a Flurry of Blows as your bonus action. You don't get to do more fists per key okay. point. So I'm going to do Flurry of Blows, spend one key point. That's a 21. That will hit. And the second one, I'll just do both attack rolls at the same time. That's a 20. That will also hit. I suspect that this is going to go poorly. First one is a seven. Second one is a seven. The second one, uh, I, as your flurry of blows is flurrying, the first one connects squarely on the jaw, and his jaw falls at an odd angle, and your second flurry of blow goes over his head as he crumples and falls down the cavern. Because if you listen closely, we might be able to hear when he hits the bottom. <laughs> Make sure we're counting that one Mississippi. <laughs> I still have movement, and so I will take said movement, not breaking contact with my enemy. So I am on this side of him. All right. Sounds good to me. Actually, I want to be there. <laughs> All right. I just don't want to be in a position where he has the opportunity to move me into the pit. Yep, fair enough. I like uh, I like your thoughts on that. Cool. All right, anything further on your side, Q, Dana? That is all I have. Cool, excellent. All right, let's see here. So the wormlings go next. Let's see, the first one over on the right-hand side there is flanked, and so he does not appreciate that very much at all. All. So he will. You know what? He does not have an awful lot of hit points. However, he will fly around Mara and Fox. You will get an attack of opportunity. Sweet. Gonna try to punch it. That is a nat 20. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
How do you guys re remind max me how you do you guys do max damage or do you roll? How do you guys do your nap? Max damage plus a roll. It's max really damage the first die. Your die roll. Okay. Okay. Cool. So max damage plus a roll is gonna be that is a four. That's gonna be sixteen bludgeoning. <sighs> He's not dead, Correct. but boy, is he unhappy. Oh, he, he positions himself around Maroxen uh, and exhales a cone of fire. It's a 15-foot oh. cone, so I need a dexterity save uh, from so both of you. Okay. 19. That will succeed. Dex save. It's going to be... 18. Both of those succeed. So it's uh, it's 76 damage. That's an average of 24. So both of you take 12 points of fire Except damage. We got evasion. Mm -hmm. So yep. if we make the save, we take none, I believe. Yep. yep. It's what? Half on a success, none on a fail. Yep. 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 Cool. And remind me, how many was that? If you have evasion, you took none. But okay. I'm verifying. I'm verifying. Mm -hmm. Remove monastic tradition, uh, slow fall, extra attack, stunning strike, evasion at seventh level. For all mm -hmm. my cool. Sweet. Fine then. <laughs> we <laughs> want to attack you at all. We didn't want to get burnt. Kyodena, <laughs> the other one on the other side of the map, however, is also staring you down, and he is unhappy that uh, to have been facing you although you took out his monk friend and now he's now he's unhappy so he will also he's just gonna straight up bite at you because monk and dexterity that's an 11 to hit <laughs> i'm assuming nope nope <laughs> cool my hc is 17 yeah okay cool all right so then uh, okay Fine. Okay, so let's see. This monk is now dead. This monk up here, though, however, is still still alive. So let's see how far. Let's see what's their movement. Their movement is only thirty, which will get me close to you, but not quite there. Can I get over to you? No, I cannot. Okay. All right. So let's see. So that's five, ten, fifteen, twenty. 2530 and he will again this time he will yeah so he will gather his energy in front of him and a bolt of of necrotic energy oh that's a touch spell never mind cool okay yeah so he focuses his his energy in front of him throws a bolt at you i need a wisdom saving throw from you please <laughs> oh I am proficient in all saves and still <laughs> failed miserably. That's an 11. You can spend uh, the key point to reroll that. Then I shall do so. How do I do that? It what is under key. You track your key points at the bottom of the all tab, but the same uh, thing that gives you the same thing that gives you proficiency in all saving throws. Diamond soul at 14th oh, level. Additionally, when, whenever you make a saving throw and fail, you can spend one key point to re-roll it and take the second result. Excellent. That's much better. 23. Cool. So the 11 would have made it, so you didn't actually need to worry about that. But since you did, 23 definitely makes it, and you are not held. Cool. Excellent. 
So that is his movement and his and his action. At the end of the turn, the tapestry across the pit oh, no. uh, explodes mm. into flame. Oh. And if you are close Jeez. enough to the edge, in fact, Maroxen, you probably feel the scales on the back of your neck rise ever so slightly as a young red dragon comes into view. I was going to run on that. Oh, he's bigger. That's a, that's a little bigger than the Wormlings. That's not as big as I thought it would be. <laughs> I'll, Don't I'll jinx it. <laughs> Touch wood right now. All right. Maroxen, it's your turn. Right here. Knock on wood. <laughs> if I had salt, I'd be throwing it. I've got to finish dealing with this whelpling in front of me. I'm going to attack it twice. If you hit on any of them, yeah, I was gonna say, if you hit on any of them, you almost have to kill it. Okay. Then that hit does 11 damage. Yeah. Okay, explain your kill, sir. Basically, as he had swooped around behind me, I spun around, caught Mm -hmm. him under one arm, and just broke his neck. (laughs) Just, you know, kind of. Just, just, just. I didn't want to get graphic with the description. Yeah, yeah. Just for funsies. Okay. Why are you looking sideways? (laughs) (laughs) So, that was one piece of an attack. I still have a second attack in that action, which I can't get him with. So I'm going to spend a key point to use Dash as a bonus action so that I can reach the other monk and punch them instead. Okay. Yeah, because I get 110 feet of movement. There's no way I can't make it there. No, you'll be fine. Yep. I also put said monk between me and the dragon and give it the second punch. 26. That will hit. For 11. (laughs) How's he look? This was the first time he had been touched. I'll spend a key point for flurry of blows and hit him two more times with a hand of harm. Fifteen? Yeah. Nice. Twelve? Twelve will miss. Damn it. He gets six from that, plus the hand of harm at least. For five is another eleven. Cool. He is bloodied. We were just exploring. It didn't have to be this way. (laughs) Any further actions? Nope. That's it. Cool. All right. All right. A fox. Given that these two are engaged with our last oh, friends here, and we have a very large friend who just joined the party. Let's see. Three, three, five. I am going to... How is this a party? <laughs> <laughs> now it's a party. It's about to be a party. I am going to run to the edge of this chasm, and then with my winged boots, just keep on running. I like it. I like it. All the way up to the dragon, and I am going to... (laughs) I'm going to start with trying to hit it with my short sword. Cool. That is a... 24 to hit. That will hit. Sweet. Okay. That is 9 piercing damage. And... I will spend a key point to Floria Blows twice as a bonus action. 
That's going to be a 18 on the first one. Meets it beats. Okay. And a... <laughs> that one's not going to hit. <laughs> three. On the 18, though, I'm going to spend one additional key point, And the dragon needs to... Let's see. It needs to succeed a DC 17 strength saving throw. Cool. Fails. Sweet. It can't take reaction until the end of my next turn. And I actually hit it hard enough that it gets knocked back 15 feet. Whoa. Okay. Same. Cool. Yeah. So it's uh, it's like flying up, like nose up, about to go ahead and survey its territory. And you come Just running across the air. The at, at, at he does not. I have a stick in front of that. Okay. There we go. Out, we can't hear you. You boop the snoot. The snoot. Nice. Yeah. Boop the snoot. Uh, boop the snoot. And yeah, so like he totally caught him by surprise that you ran across open air to go ahead and punch him. And uh, sure enough, so where would you like him to be moved? Well, let's push him straight back towards the waterfall. Yeah. So 15 right there. Cool. Alrighty. And how much damage did you end up doing to him? That was, I think, nine piercing. And then that was on the flurry of blows. That was 11. Cool, so 20 total, okay? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Excellent. All right. Any further things on, on your turn? That is it for my turn, right. but as he flies back, I'll just make a little rude gesture at him. <laughs> Excellent. Yep, so it is the young red dragon's turn, and he's really unhappy with you, Fox. He is going to again, He so you knock him back like 15 feet and he's still flying and so he just kind of like strafes around and moves back and attacks you. You will get one bite and two claw attacks. So the first Ooh, one okay. here, that's a 25 to hit? Yes. yes. Okay. Alright, so it is 2d10 plus 6, so that's 9, 13, 19 points of piercing damage plus okay. a point of fire damage. So a total of t- what, 20. That's the first attack. Let's see. The second, then these are the claw attacks. That's a natural 20. Oh, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt. Really hurt. <laughs> uh, so let's see. So it's 2d6 plus 6 on the first one. So it's that 12, another 6 for 18, and a 5 for 23 plus 6 is 28 points on the second attack. Oh, and that's slashing. And this is a is 19 20, to hit. 28? Oh, sorry. Yeah, correct. Yeah, 20 okay. on the first one, 28 on the second one. So a total of four. Oh, sorry, 23. 20 on the first one, 23 on the second attack. So it's up to 43. Okay. And the second claw attack is a 19 to hit. It meets the beats. Cool. So another 2d6 plus 6. That's 3. 3, 3. So another 12 points of slashing damage. So 55 total. I am. I'm bloodied. Yeah, that's gonna leave a mark. Okay. Cool. <laughs> this is gonna feel that one in the morning. Don't get critted by the dragon. Yeah, yeah, it's a recipe for a bad time. Uh, cool. That's his turn, though. Kyodano. Yeah, witnessing that, I'm gonna end <laughs> one of the threats in front of me with my item interaction. I'm gonna draw my spear, also a Kensei weapon, and I am going to attack the wormling. with my first attack and that's going to be a 24 against the wormling will hit 
That's going to be a five. Okay. I'm going to drop that key point to get a D8 added to that. And that's going to be another six. Okay. I'm going to drop my second attack with the spear again. Twenty-six. That'll hit. I'm gonna be an eleven. And lest we forget, we're gonna drop another key point, and we're gonna put another two on it. Cool. All right. It is not yet bloodied, but those—that's really the first time it's been touched. So. I will then tag it with unarmed strike as my bonus action. And that's going to be a miss. And I can flurry of blows even if I miss with the actual unarmed strike. Is that correct? Or do I have to hit with the unarmed strike? When you read flurry of blows, after you take the attack action. Doesn't say you have to hit, just after you take the attack action. Okay. In that case, we're going to spend the key points. And we're going to do flurry of blows. Damn. That's oh. not going to hit. Yeah. In that case, I will stand cool. my ground. Excellent. So he, after you have done some damage to him, he will, let's see, how can I work this? I don't think I can because it's only a 15 foot cone and you guys are, It's so I can't get both of you because it's, right? There's space. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Uh, you know what? That's fine then. He will just bite at you then, Kyodena. That's a modified 20 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. So 13 points of piercing and four points of fire. Okay. I am going to Stone's Endurance, which will reduce my damage by 1d12. Okay. So it reduces that damage by nine. So it was 16. I'm going to take seven. What? Seven. Thank yeah. You. Okay. Excellent. All right. That is his turn. And next is the uh, the last remaining monk with you. Let's see. Yeah, Maroxen, he is right there. So again, he he channels this this pike weapon and begins fighting hand-to-hand with it. So he will attack twice. The first one's an 11. I'm assuming that's going to miss. Correct. Second one's a 22. That will hit. Ooh, that will hit. Cool. So he hits you for nine points of force damage. Yeah. That's it. All right. Oh. Yep. He grunts a tab. Yeah. Basically just uh, just whaps you upside the head with it. Now the master's here. Okay. And it is your turn, Roxon. Round four. Excellent. Roxon's had about enough of this monk's nonsense. He's going to pivot five feet, use his first attack to breathe his cone, 
so that the line of it goes along them. The rest goes mm-hmm. over the pit and does not hit. Kodina? Kodina. Aha, I got it. Yeah. So that is a dexterity saving throw of 15. Okay. Let's see, this is the monk. So he rolled a natural one. So explain how he dies. Nice. That only rolled a single one. So earlier when I breathed my acid weapon, apparently in D&D Beyond, the button to click for it says 3d10. It only rolls 1d10. But whatever. If this guy's dying, it doesn't matter. But it does matter for the one that doesn't die. The wormling does not die. So I do need to know how much damage it is. But, right, uh, that's but a, you get to I'm rolling it individually. Now. So now that's a, I rolled a 3. I got a 10. And I got one more to roll. And another 3 for 16. Yeah. All right. So you, and you said it's acid? Yes. So if it's acid, the guy, the monk that dies, he just disintegrates as he's eaten by acid. Like Judge Doom from... Uh, Face melting off. Yep, yep. And right the, the uh, Lost Ark action going on as it disintegrates. Yep. I like it. And the uh, the Wormling is bloodied. But the monk is dead. All right, so that was my first part of my attack. I'll step over the monk's body. The, the puddle that is the monk's body, yeah. And... Careful not to punch. get in your own shoes. Exactly. Lightly. Punch the little dragon. 18 to hit. What? Well, for 12 damage. Cool. Spending a key point for Flurry of Blows. Like it. Confirm. So that's two more attacks, and if one of them hits, he'll get Hand of Harm. Because I don't have to pay anything for it. 16 on the first attack. Misses. About so. 19. That one hits. For 8 on the regular damage. And Hand of Harm. Where'd you go? <laughs> There it is. And five. Cool. Alright. He's not dead, but he's not looking good. Alright. And that's the end of my turn. Brilliant. Okay. Fox, you are toe-to-toe with the dragon. Again, I'm feeling so good. Fox, get out of there! You can't take him alone! I'm going to use Wholeness of Body as my action, so I regained 42 HP. Nice. Which I That's... really needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's about how much you lost last time, yeah. It's getting very low. How um, long can I not use reactions for? The end of my turn. Was it the end, um, of, so the end of your last turn? So the end of this turn, the end of this turn, you'll be able to use reactions again. Um, So you're like opportunity attack protected too. Which is why I'm going to, let's see, that was my action. What can I, I need to get out of here. I want to hit this guy, but I need to get out of here. Yeah, I think I'm going to just, since I use my action to heal, I will, where do I want to skedaddle to? Let's see. I'm going to run like a chicken, and I'm going to run around to the back of this pillar <laughs> to recuperate and gather myself. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. Any further? Uh, any further? That actions? is. That's that's all I got this time. 
brilliant. So the as you run away from the young red dragon, he tries to snap at you as if you would expect when an attack of opportunity, but he just can't seem to get it together. And so instead, he continues his flight path around uh, to the bottom of the cavern here. Uh, he has 80 feet of flight movement, so he certainly has plenty. And the young red wormling turns and sees his master in all of his glory open his mouth wide and unleash his fire breath cone attack. It is a 30-foot cone. So it will definitely get the three the three over here. A fox, you will not hit it. You will not get it. The wormling goes up in a blaze of glory, and I need a dexterity save from the other two gentlemen. 23. That will succeed. 24. That will also succeed in both of you. So neither, and on a successful save, you guys don't take any damage, right? Correct. Balderdash, that, that's no fun. Cool. And I, yeah, that I kind of makes the breath weapon. Fire less. Rips. It does, fire. yeah. Yeah, it, Sorry, yeah. Go. it takes uh, away a big punch, yeah. As the fire rips through the wormling, I kind of duck behind it, and as it falls to ash, I emerge unscathed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. That's its action for the turn. So, fine. So, actually, let's see how much. Let's see how much movement did it take. Hold on one second, because it's not going to want to be like near you guys. Let's, I'm going to say it probably took 50 feet of its flight. So I'm going to give it another 30 because it has 80 feet of flight. Okay. So five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Okay, Kyodena. Uh, seeing that my current target is gone, I de just determined that my only action is to draw my bow and shoot. So with my longbow, I take aim at the uh, dragon, also Kensei weapon. <laughs> and first shot is a 21. That'll hit. That's a seven, and yes, you guessed it. I'm using that key point to drop that additional D8. And that is the death strike for one additional point. Okay. But I also will be using my bonus action, which will deal an additional 1D4 for Kensei's shot. for additional full damage. And I'll take my second shot. That's a 19 to hit. 19 will hit. And I will again use the uh, key point to drop a D8. That's going to be a five. And then I am going to take that opportunity to get to a different position with the idea being not to bunch up. So I'm going to move 
through this little spot, come around the backside. And I'm gonna stay completely hidden for right now. I'll take my movement to reassess where I need to be afterwards, but I basically ran behind that pillar. All right. Kide, join me behind the pillars. <laughs> All right. Uh, There's no point in any of us being together. We're not going to roll really well on these saves often enough. Yeah. Okay, that's the beginning of the next round. So Round five. All right, Maroxen. Dun, dun, dun. Or... Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty to get within twenty feet for short range. And he throws two daggers from his bracer of flying daggers at the beast. Dirty twenty. That'll hit. And dirty twenty. Okay. For eleven and eight. A total of nineteen. <laughs> Cool. 35, 40, no. 35, 40, 45, 50, 55. We'll spend a key point to dash as a bonus action and basically get tucked in behind this pillar. Okay. I see your strategy. All right. Cool. Fox, it is your turn. Okay. What are we going to do, guys? How far can... Let's see if I'm very nervous about this guy. I am going to use my movement to get up to him. Five. Fifty. Which means I've got ten feet left. I'm going to try and hit him with my short sword first. That is a 22 to hit. That will hit. Sweet. So he's four plus six is 10 points of piercing damage. Cool. For my bonus action, I am going to disengage Mm -hmm. and get a little further out of the way. So disengage and go. As as far as I can go. <laughs> okay. Any further Just run actions? Run out! Hit him! Run away! Yeah. Any further actions on your part? Uh, is it? All right. Now he knows where you are. <sighs> Five, ten, fifteen, and he will attack. He will start with his bite attack. Chasing. That's a twenty-five to hit. Oh gosh! Yeah. Okay, so this will be on seven, 13 points of piercing plus one point of fire. Okay. Okay, and then two claw attacks. That's only a 15 to hit on the first one. Nope. That's 24 to hit on the second one. That one is going to hit. Cool. Nine, another 15 points of slashing damage. Okay. (laughs) Yep. And it is it is totally content to let's see. Actually, is it? Would it be? Follow me over here. Come over here where we can hit you. How much further away is Q Dale? 
That's a tight that's a tight fit right through there. It's that fit between the pillars is fifteen feet and he's ten feet across, so it's tight, but not that tight. Yeah, but it's there's also twenty-five foot wall, and then that's a rock that's probably five feet up. So we're talking ten feet from that on that rock to the wall. Okay, sure. He's got eighty feet of fly. He's used fifteen feet of it. I bet you're only thirty-five feet away. I oh, you're you going to go around the top side, is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. That's that's. Okay. I wouldn't even have to go over the pillars, but I could go like I could go this way. Yeah, I could go. Yeah, I thought the, you were trying to go this way. Right, I could go up and around this way without any problem at all. Oh, yeah, bring it to me. But I don't know. He does not. Let's see if he has his fire breath back. He does not. So he will. He is content to stay with with Fox. Okay. And that makes it your turn, Kirina. So I will, since he's too cowardly to bring the fight to me, (laughs) I will come out from my hidey hole. I will get this far and fire two shots. First one's going to miss. Second one will likely miss with a 16. Correct. And then I'm going to totally move up. I'm going to unarm strike. I'm going to, as I run up with the bow, I'm going to jump in the air and drop my knee into its wing. Oh, nice. I like it. I like it. Gonna miss. But I will spend the key point to unleash a flurry of blows. And as I land, I will do one of those standing sidekicks where my leg just goes... (laughs) <laughs> you just kind of flap it yeah. yeah yeah i really hope that sound effect comes through on the broadcast that was it's quality oh. radio right there my friend <laughs> 17 second one 23 that'll hit finally a lot of action only hit his voice but this is a dude kicking a dragon, so what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, you got to think about the... When you put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and he does four points of damage. Oof. Right. Uh, I believe... Is there something I can do with that? That was action, that was action and bonus action. I'm going to stunning strike. It gets a, DC, a con DC save versus 16. Constitution? Yeah. You're going to try to out-constitution a dragon? Yeah, I'll spend a key point to give it a shot. If I can stun uh, this thing in the air, that won't be wrong. What was the uh, what was the DC 16? Yeah. He makes it. Yep. Okay. It's worth a shot. I was going to try when I got close to him. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, that Probably still that am. Move. That <laughs> is that movement. All right. And I will stand fast. All right. Cool. We are at the beginning of the next round. Round six. So, Mara, it is your turn. There is no A in that. It's not Morox, and it's Mara. I'm from Boston. I can add extra vowels in. <laughs> Maroxin. <laughs> you pack your car down by the harbor. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there it is. All right. So, Maroxin runs up there. 
and at the end of that burst of speed lands in the uh, into the dragon's ribs he hopes on arm strike mm -hmm. 26 26 the flying, the flying yeah. kick for nine damage all right and i will spend a key point to attempt to stunning strike him okay and it's a dc 16 constitution saving throw Oh no! Yeah, you get him for one. So what does yes. that mean? That means that he obtains the stunned condition mm -hmm. until the end of my next turn. So homeboy's fallen. Uh, yes. Let's see. let's see. And a stunned. I'm just. I'm. I think you're right. And let's see. A stunned creature is incapacitated. Can't move, can't speak. Yeah, I think you are correct. He just fall in. How deep, deep is that pit? Deep. There's something really ironically wonderful about a dragon taking fall damage. I just gotta say right. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we, here's my question, Josh: Will he fall long enough for me to pepper him with javelins and arrows? As he uh, he's only gonna yeah, fall for I, about twelve seconds because it's from now until the end of my next turn, and I started the round. So yeah. yeah. What's the Boy, I would say for sure that you've got at least you have at least a one round worth of attacks to go ahead and pepper at it. So let's let's do this here and see what you can what y'all can. I still do. have a couple of attacks left to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Too. Hang on. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So he's he is falling out of range. So no melee attacks. Only things that are ranged, unless you have Fox's magical air walking boots. All nice. of my things that were going off just then are off of that first attack to include right. flurry of blows. So they're all at ram. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So a second unarm strike, twenty-eight to hit. We'll hit. You're at advantage to hit the strike. Yeah, you you're right, exactly. Again, you okay, yeah. it's eight if I don't crit. And didn't crit. Okay. Spend the key point for Flurry of Blows. All right. Can you use Flurry it. of Blows? Wait a minute. Can, does Flurry of Blows apply to ranged? But he doesn't range. fall till the, until the end of his total attack. Oh, that's, okay, that's fair. So okay. He actually gets I'm still punching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I this see is like saying. land with the foot, come in, and then bend the knee, come in with an elbow. Yep, yep, yep. Bounce All off right. to the ground where I spin back. All right. Yep. Let's see if you let's see if you guys can do it. All right. So I got two more unarmed attacks. Twenty six. Yep. For ten. Okay. Twenty seven. Uh huh. Ooh. Max damage, 13, and a hand of harm. Hand of harm! Four. <laughs> Roll the one on the damage for that one, plus the three. Okay, so four. Yeah, four and ten and whatever the other one was. Yep, 11, I think. Yep. All right, he's definitely bloodied and now beginning to fall down the cavern. Kyo, do you uh, have parting shots? He's catching some arrows. So let's see. First arrow shot. Twenty-three. That'll hit. And eleven. Drop a D8 on it. So that's eighteen on the first shot. Second shot. 
Nat nice. 20. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be 2d8, so 16 plus 14. So 30. And the key there for the 8, no, the, uh, and that's going to be 10 more. So as he continues. Yeah. I hit him hard as he was falling. Yeah. All right. And Fox, we actually we skipped over you, actually. Punch him all the way down. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, Fox. So that's all good. This dragon is in bad shape. As not only can he not fly, but these two whooped up on him pretty good. And name your shot. I am going to do two attacks with my short sword. That's going to be a twenty-two on the first one, and a twenty on the uh, twenty-one on the second one. Those were both hit. I had not rolled the advantage. Let's see if I get any nats. Wait for it. A nope. All right. A nope. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be eight piercing on the first one. And then 15, 21 on the second one. So as the shocking grasp from Maroxen hits him and the dragon goes unconscious and begins falling down and you start pummeling him as he's falling. Eventually he falls out of range and disappears into the darkness below the chasm and after a few seconds you just see a small fireball erupt at the bottom of the pit and the smell of burning lizard (laughs) wafts from the bottom of the pit. So... Could anybody tell if he bounced? (laughs) Doesn't sound Uh, like it. That's the smell of monkeying with the wrong monks. (laughs) Congratulations, all. Yeah. No, well done, done. Man, I thought I had you. I really did. I thought I was going to get you. That crit made me very nervous at the beginning. I was down to nine HP. (sighs) I thought you were going down. I was. Yeah. Yeah. If she falls there, there's nothing I can do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and once again, we find a deadly encounter that is very swingy, right? Uh, yeah, Fox, I almost took you out, but really, the other two, I really did not do much to you at all. Those minions were nothing for you guys. Like, that's, you really, you chewed through them like as much tissue paper. So that yeah, was took not- nine uh, points of damage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so. took seven. Uh, now, to be fair, it's the fact that I'm a monk that really helped that, plus the item I took. So- yep. Taking the cloak gave me, basically allowed me to not use certain monk features. I didn't have to use Agile Parry. I didn't have to use certain other thing, patient defense or anything like that, which freed me up to be a little more aggressive because of the cloak. But in general, evasion was my best friend there because just not taking any damage from the breath weapon. Yep. Uh, it, it comes yeah. in so handy on those area of effect attacks. Yeah. yeah. Those breath attacks could have been, even at half damage from the young red dragon, yeah. would have been much more devastating to our hit, hit points. But yeah. I got a it's plus six, 11 dex save, and I take zero yeah. if I yeah. save. Yep. Yep. And I'm a plus nine on my deck. So it's, yeah. it would be hard to hit me with area of effects. So any creature or threats that rely or traps that rely on area of effect are going to be at a significant disadvantage in a scenario against uh, monks. Yeah. monks. Now, yeah. 
same situation against the fighters that we played fantastically more viable while we would have had indomitable for fires at fighters at this level you likely would have landed dex may not have been a strong save in general there wouldn't have been no we would have taken some damage regardless yeah but especially at this level in monk that ability that gives us proficiency in every save makes us the best savers in the game and that same ability means that if we fail we can reroll by spending one key yep yeah i wasn't getting hit by that cone unless i like rolled a one twice or five <laughs> twice in a row yeah yeah, yeah. And he had plenty of it because uh, i was spending through key more than anybody else because yeah. that's really what fueled my ability to do additional damage but with key i actually got myself down to two key left so right, i yeah, was I running like out eight. of gas eight yeah i was running out of gas quick at this point yep. so swingy but it was a resource hog this fight in order yep. to be efficient so the minions yep. did their job I took a lot of resources to handle the minions. Yeah. I was trying to save at least three key for uh, the big boss, but he really didn't get into a position that I could yep. effectively use it right away. I ended up saying it was better to spend out doing the things I had the opportunity to do than wait for an opportunity that may or may not yeah. ever come. Yeah, Having not played a monk in a while, I think that one of the things about the monk class is that utilizing your movement is really important as far as how you end up playing yeah. your monks. And I really like the versatility where you have a character who can either heal by hitting you or a character who can deal more damage and kind of stand toe to toe. I think with an encounter like this, it's tricky when you have a singular big bad at the end because that means that whichever character they do tend to attack they can do a ton of damage in one round but it doesn't get as distributed unless you have area of effect ones like the breath weapon but yeah. that's more effective against non-monks because of the evasion so i think as far right. as making a as far as a less swingy fight i think any other class potentially against something with an area weapon like this would have been less swingy because yeah. basically in this case the area one pretty much did no damage because if you pass the save it doesn't yeah. do anything yeah but i like the terrain in this and the pit that was really yeah. a lot of fun awesome thank yeah. you i appreciate that i found this map and i was like this is exactly what i was looking for so i appreciate that you like this and yeah liwanika to your point i think and scald like you were saying the fighters that we rolled up do not do as well in this fight against this against these bads because you figure all of you were able to shove off that breath weapon and sure you made your deck saves but still the breath weapon is 16 d6 worth of point worth of hit points it's an average of 56 so even if you're taking 30 like scald that probably takes out it probably takes out your character at that point although you'd healed yourself at that point it would have yeah. brought her back down under 10 or I, I was down to nine it was close yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it took let you all behind the screen a little bit here so <laughs> i appreciate what you're saying about the minions that they did their job where they kept you guys at bay until the big bad came out but i realized pretty quickly that i had to bring the big i brought the big bad out at least one round sooner than I wanted to because the minions were pretty ineffective. And when you're taking out one or two of them around, and there were only five of them. So when one or two of them are dropping around, it's like, okay, if I don't bring the big bad out and I was bring the, br going to bring the big bad out in round three, chose to bring it out. I guess they appeared in round two or they, you knew that they were there in round two and they fought for the first time in round three. It was going to be that they appear in round three and then fight for the first time in round four. But 
that wouldn't have like everything would have been dead. You would have been sitting around for a round waiting for the big bad to come out if I'd done that. The good thing was like that there the whole reason why they were there was to make y'all burn your key points so that you couldn't use them against the big bad. And gotcha. so they were somewhat effective on that, but not as effective as I hoped they would be. <laughs> so well, and key yeah. as a resource is not a resource that you have to micromanage either. It only has to get you through a fight because you get it back on a short rest. And yep. so by the time you're at 14th level, I've got 14 points to play with. I don't need to hold back because as long as we can score an hour's rest after this, yeah, and I can meditate for half an hour, I'll recharge. As long as the short rest mechanic works, this is a class that really benefits from it, like the Warlock, where they get a lot back. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Other observations for your characters? Yeah. Movement was awesome. Having a 55-foot walking speed was mm -hmm. awesome. We cleared mobility. significant distance oh, with very little effort. Closed range quickly. So I had only one round where what I had to do was at disadvantage. Take any other character with the same weapons, I'm at disadvantage for the first two rounds, which would have could have significantly impacted how much damage I did on those minions. Yeah. So just the, some of the actual class features really benefited with this specific terrain feature using maps that are this long and have this much space top to bottom. And it's called wonderful choice on the boots that allowed you to walk over midair. Like, you, you, you sent us the map when we were first talking about it. I was like, Taunting, I do yeah. not want to fall in that. I need something. I know we get yeah. magic items, something that's going to keep me in the air. Yeah, but no, that was perfect. I, I totally caught me by surprise. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I almost went with telekinesis for the pits to see if I could shove somebody into it with my mind, but I didn't. Uh, Oh, nice. Yep. To that yep. end with, Luanico, what you were saying about movement, I think that's, one, super fun as far as the mechanics, but also as someone who also likes a bit of roleplay in d and I think it's really, I like the way that movement allows you to have a, a playing style that really embodies what your character does in the same way that rogues can leap in, do something, and leap out without getting hit. The right. mechanics yep. for movement for a monk go very well for the kind of attributes that the character would have and the way that you would play, being very light on your feet, being very agile, hard to catch, hard to pin down with really fast reflexes. So yep. I think that makes for a fun, fun playing combo as well. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, had a yeah, great time I, with them. I, I, I yeah. was surprised by how much fun I had playing a monk because as okay. I've read the classes a couple of times, I haven't been that impressed with them. In early levels, I think that they struggle a little bit. I don't mm -hmm. think they really start to pick up steam until tier into tier two. But okay. see, I think much the opposite, or my original thoughts before we did this were the opposite. I thought they were very effective in early in earlier tier one specifically. When you're able to do flurry of blows and get those extra shots uh, at level one, two, and three, you're dropping folks faster than people with swords. But you only have one key point, two key points, so you can only right. do it once. You're a one-hit wonder. Yeah, pretty much. But by the time you get a few more key points, by the time you're in Tier 2, you're still able to do with your flurry of blows as long as you're connecting. And especially once they get to the point where they count as magic item, ma as magic weapon. You're on par with fighters and rogues other than the rogue getting that sneak attack with what you're able to do. Think about th the... When I critted, I did over 30 points of damage in that with that crit. Yeah. Um, that's pretty impressive for a one-shot hit or for a single round. When you're doing 30 points of damage in a single round, that's pretty impressive. I am thinking that they're actually very effective. What I am interested 
or what I found interesting is I think they were more effective at this tier three level than I anticipated them being. And, but that is not because of any one thing. It is the combination of all the things we've talked about before. It's some of the features. In my case, I got the extra damage from being a Kensei. In your case, you got the extra damage for our, for damage types for being you, your type of, of monk. The ability to heal yourself as the open hand was pretty impressive. Very was, much needed. That's but I never some- actually had to heal anybody because you yeah. healed yourself. But just look at the, the thing that I think makes it pick up as it goes is because they get so many attacks, right? They start out with a D4. And that D4 is powerful over the standard unarmed strike of a one plus strength modifier. It really is. And you get decks on it, which is great. But that the fact that that die advances, I think, is part of what makes them pick up speed as they go. <clears throat> I was throwing yeah. D8 daggers plus decks. Yeah. Because yeah, it's a monk crazy. So I get a, at 14th level, I get yeah. a D8 for throwing a dagger. Yeah, when you hit me right. with the dagger for 11 10. points of damage, I was like, what is that? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. At 17th level, that goes up to a D10. Yeah. Dang. See, that's another thing about monks is they have certain unique abilities that are maybe only usable in a few select circumstances, but in those select circumstances, they are so cool. Right. And one of the ones yeah. I'm thinking of is deflect missiles. Where if yep. you do well enough on that, you can actually grab the thing and throw right. it back as a reaction. <laughs> it's like, how cool is that? Yeah. That was going to be yeah. my piece of advice if anybody got hit by one of the thrown force pikes was yeah. to remind people of, of deflect missiles. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Cool. Good times. A lot Sweet. of this is a ton of fun. Scald, thank you so very much for popping on here and joining my us again. Pleasure. Like, honestly, thank you guys a, so much. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us what's going on with Hopefully Queer Heroes. What do you got going? What do you guys we got going on? We have long story short we have our next kickstarters lined up i think we're doing about three a year and we have most of the main content done all the way through 2025 currently the next one we're doing launches in september and that yeah. one is a smaller module it's not an adventure module you may have already seen it dropping it's this idea yeah ways to enhance your gear using different gems and runes and stuff like that yeah. Ooh, so yeah that's what's on the docket for us next yeah. and just stay tuned because there will be much more after that as well. When I saw that one launch out, I was talking to Cal about that. I was like, oh my God, I love these so much. I don't even know how right. they work yet. And I yeah, want them. Like, that's, yeah. like you guys, you, you, you both know that I will buy whatever you put out every time you put it out. Oh, <laughs> heck yeah. The and, content you I put mean, out hey, is so great. Yeah. You guys have your Kickstarter coming up too, which is really exciting. We do. We do. We've, we've made a soft announcement on this one here. This might actually be the first time that we actually mentioned it on the show. But yeah, we have a series of 12 subclasses coming out. That Kickstarter launches actually right around the time that this episode comes out, right at the end of July here. We are very excited about this. It is a different scope of effort than uh, than our last book, than The Traveler's Guide to the Multiverse. Although, depending on stretch goals, could be just as ambitious. So we'll see how this, right. works, how this works out. I'm very excited about our stretch goals. All of you within earshot of what we're laying down here, keep that in mind. Yeah. As great and as cool as the core product is going to be, the stretch goals are really going to bring it home. That's what's yeah. going to make seriously legendary so yeah. go, go ahead jump in and make sure you <laughs> yeah absolutely all right scald like i said thank you so very much for popping on here my we... pleasure thank you so much for having me again always a pleasure to hang out oh, with you guys absolutely awesome. Any, anytime yeah it's so much fun having you on here let's see this coming friday we finish up our discussion of the monk subclasses this coming friday yeah that's going to be our episode coming out here and then next week we begin the next chapter of the uh, the arch enemies patreon actual play chapter this is a uh, session six which was recorded quite a while ago but that's okay we're not gonna answer yeah, we've got some we have some material in the can on that one so 
to speak. We've been so, blessed with a lot of actual play material coming we out. We have been. We've been doing a lot of actual plays lately. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a good time. Uh, yeah. We, I mean, we just finished up Action 12 Cinema, which was a ton of fun. Uh, and so we're getting back into our Patreon actual plays. So, so anyway. All right, Scald, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Glenn Lunica. Pleasure as always to see you. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody out there for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. Love to go ahead and hear your comments down below. Love to hear the feedback on what you think about these Class Warfare episodes. Certainly expect to go ahead and see more of them because, man, these are just a ton of fun. They're so uh, fun. I think uh, I think the next one that we have slated is either Bard or Druid. I don't think we've decided which one we're going to nice. do yet. But, uh, but uh, yeah, expect your Discord to be ringing shortly here, Scald, so we can go ahead and get planning on that. So. You got it. Count me in. <laughs> Hands right. down. Count me in any day. All right. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will uh, we'll talk to you all again next time. Thanks so much. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Everybody wave. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>